Welcome to the Dollars and Cents Radio Show with your host, accountant and author Carol Topp, the homeschool CPA. Carol takes confusing topics such as money and business and puts them into clear English. She's ready to share her knowledge with you on today's show. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to the Dollars and Cents Show. This is Carol Topp from Homeschool CPA. And here on the Homeschool CPA podcast, um, I have been enjoying so much interviewing and hearing from homeschool leaders across the country about different topics that are important to you as a homeschool leader. So today I'm pleased to introduce to you Michelle Gross, who is a homeschool leader from New Jersey. Michelle has lots of experience with running support groups and co-ops, maybe 15 plus years, and she's started several groups, and currently she's the founder and director of an organization called The Learning Connection in New Jersey. So, Michelle, thanks for joining me today and sharing some of your experience and wisdom with uh, the listeners to the podcast. Oh, you're welcome, Carol. I'm happy to be here with you. Thanks. So we're going to talk about recruiting volunteers because that just seems to be a major headache for most homeschool leaders. Homeschool moms are busy people. You know, they're taking care of their own family. Some are working. They're homeschooling their own kids, and they've joined a homeschool organization. And sometimes they just don't have enough bandwidth to volunteer. So, you know, I'd like to know what you have learned. What are some of the tricks or tips or advice you have about how you can recruit volunteers to help out in the group? Well, the first thing I would like to say to homeschool leaders is to don't strive for an, an event. If you put an event out there and you want to or you need to have volunteers and you don't get anyone and you've tried your hardest through many avenues of communication, I would say put it aside and don't do it. I have found that if I have moved forward with an event that I didn't get enough volunteers, I was the one that was personally doing it and I was burnt out. So I would say don't strive. That would be my first advice. Uh, for doing an event where you can't get volunteers. So you just don't hold the event. But what if they really want field trips, but no one mm-hmm. steps up to organize field trips? You just don't have yeah. field trips? Oh, my yeah, God. So <laughs> we have had, yeah, we have had years where we haven't had very many field trips, and then people are kind of feeling like, wow, I really missed that. And then the next year, you have people volunteering left and right because they realized what they had was no longer there. Or if no one does ultimately volunteer, I guess it wasn't an event that people were all that interested in, kind of, right? It's, exactly. You're, you're kind of saying by taking a year off, you were testing to see whether this is really something people want to put their efforts into. Okay. Yes, yes. As an example, we had a Valentine's party every year for our kiddos, and the mom that was doing it, her child outgrew it, so she didn't want to run it anymore, so we put it out there. And we did have two moms that stepped up to do it, but then um, they kind of backed out of it because their lives were very busy. Mm -hmm. And so I just basically put it out there as a general, like, hey, if you guys bring the snacks and bring cards that your kids made, we'll host, I'll host it, but I'm not going to do anything special like games. And it was actually a very fun event. Because it was a little more low-key. It was right. very low-key. I brought it down a little bit this year. So that's, I guess, the thing, too. You could encourage a volunteer to say, hey, if you do this event, you have ownership of it. You don't have to do what the previous person did, right? Correct. If that's too much Correct. for you. Yeah, and and going back to your other thought, train of thought, you can always poll your members at the beginning of the year. 
And what I do for our group is we ask them a question, what are your gifts and talents? Because sometimes we're looking for people to volunteer, but sometimes as a leader, I can actually recruit volunteers by knowing what their gifts and talents are and where their interest lies. Give me an example of like what would you see so, that would say this person might be good at running whatever graduation or the parties or something. Mm-hmm. So on, uh, say if I'm collecting information on that person when they join our group, you know, whether you have a website that can collect this information or you're just sending out a poll through Google Docs or something like that, you can ask questions like, um, please tell me the areas where you're gifted and talented. And some areas that you can kind of um, let them think about are, do you have people skills? Do you have organizational skills? Mm. Um, do you love public speaking? Are you a prayer warrior? Do you have computer skills? Um, are you gifted in hospitality? And then you could put like other for them to fill out. And it really gets their, their juices going. You know, they're thinking about, well, where do I have gifts and talents? How could I help this group? And so if you have an event coming up, and you're looking for volunteers, but you really want to gear it towards people who are gifted in a particular area, you can scroll through that list of polling your members, and then you can talk to them individually because sometimes people, although they want to help, they will not put themselves out there to volunteer. They're shy maybe. And so as a leader, we need to pull them out of their comfort zone. And I have found that through many years of a mom coming to me and saying later, if you had never asked me, I would have never gone out to do something that has really been something that my family has really enjoyed. So recruiting, Mm -hmm. there's nothing wrong with recruiting. You can do volunteer and wait for them to step up, but you can also recruit because you know somebody has a particular gifting in an area or a talent. I think that's brilliant. I think when I volunteer, I mean, when we joined our homeschool support group, that questionnaire was part of the application, like almost to check the box or what are you, you Mm -hmm. know, good at. And that's probably how they used it. And I wholeheartedly agree with your uh, ask individually. So I, I recommend groups broadcast publicly just in case someone will step forward, but, you know, and people then know there's a need, but then target individually. So do you, Michelle, do you make in, phone calls or emails when mm-hmm. you are trying to recruit individually someone for a specific job? Well, most of the time, I like to do it in person. Uh, we do run mm-hmm. a co-op, so if the people are at co-op, I'll, I'll come to them personally and speak to them face-to-face because I think that's um, the best way of communicating. Like, they get to see your face. They get to see the excitement that you have. They get to see that you are looking them positively, saying, I think you can do this. Yeah. So my first approach to communication would be one-on-one. But if that were not something that were available, I probably would venture into a phone call next Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and Mm -hmm. then email is a last resort because email, you can't read the tone of an email and so it might not come across the way you're you're wanting to ask the person. Yeah, you don't want to sound desperate and you're my last attempt and yeah. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) exactly. I tell you what, there was someone in... um, forming a forming a, a homeschool group and she contacted me by phone because I guess it must have been a break and we didn't see each other personally and she said she was so smart she said Carol I am trying to surround myself with talented people and I want you on my team and yeah. you know wow it, mm-hmm. it, it you know it flattered me 
But it also, she mm-hmm. said more specific things because she knew what right. she saw in me that she wanted on her team. And that's kind of a neat way to say to her, I want you on my team, not I need you to head up field trips this year. Mm-hmm. You know, it sounds it a makes little less. Feel, yeah. Yeah. It makes them feel important and, yeah. and valued. Yeah. Exactly. Another thing we do is we put out a member questionnaire. And in that member questionnaire, we list annual events that we host every year, you know, whether it's a kickoff luncheon, whether it's a mom's fellowship field trips, you know, a Thanksgiving celebration, whatever you do annually. Um, And we ask our members yearly, are there any events in this list that you would be interested in either helping on a team or running it as the uh, the coordinator? So that also helps us to pinpoint people. Okay. I, I also heard one leader, maybe it was you, I can't remember. We, we met virtually, well, we've, we've talked before because I, I help learning connection in a professional capacity, but we mm-hmm. both belong to a homeschool leaders Facebook group called I Am a Homeschool Group Leader. And on there, somebody said, again, it might have been you, that when they, they always want two volunteers for any event, mm-hmm. and if they don't get two volunteers, and they actually hold a physical meeting, if, if they don't get two volunteers, then the meeting isn't held. And the reason, too, is so you feel like you're part of a team, like you're not going to be alone running this whole event. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do, you, do you Have you ever tried that? Do you see any benefit in that? Um, well, you definitely have to have at least more than one, yeah. And it does yeah. make it feel like that, you know, like currently we're looking to fill a position that one person did, but she was like super mom, and right. she just did it. She also had older kids. So she had a little bit more free time, but now we're looking to fulfill to fill in that position, but we have to split it into two people because we understand, first of all, it's a lot of work she was doing. Second of all, we want young moms who are going to be here for a while, you know, that mm. have it, um, that they're invested in this group and they're like, you know, we're here to stay. We love this group. So, you know, that's something that you also may consider. Like if somebody has been doing something for such a long time, you ask them what exactly was it all, you know, what did it encompass? What did you do? Because you may need to pass the baton on to more than one person. So you need to consider the mom who was doing it and where you're going from there. Yeah, I agree. Um, I, ha- I have seen that several times, like this one person. It usually happens with the founder or someone very early on mm-hmm. who just has a real passion and they, they take on doing a lot. And then when they say, yeah. well, time for me to step down, it takes two, three, four, five people to replace them mm-hmm. and divvy mm-hmm. up the jobs. I, yeah, mm-hmm. that's good. You know, I like what you said about bringing some of the, young, the younger, younger moms or new to homeschooling, and that would be really mm-hmm. a neat kind of partnership. Like, okay, I've been running this for a while, but I mm-hmm. want some new blood on my team, either for new ideas mm-hmm. or to yeah. take over, to take it over some year, like yes. a trainee, and- if you will. And that's extremely important, Carol. I can't tell you how important that is. I hear from many groups throughout the country that say to me, um, we just took over this new group. We don't know how to do it. You know, the, the leader didn't train any of us. And that's sad because as a leader, we need to learn to delegate and to reproduce ourselves. If we're not reproducing mm. ourselves, our group may not be there when we leave. So if, we, if it's a good group and you feel that, you know, it's, it's something that is really helping the homeschool community in your area, then you want to delegate and you want to reproduce yourself um, in another mm-hmm. person or more. Mm-hmm. And that takes a lot of 
bravery, I'd even say, because, you know, here's Mm -hmm. what my mother used to say. Do your mother used to say this? If you want something done right, you have to do it yourself. (laughs) Yeah, which is just bad advice, Mom. (laughs) But that was bad advice because it it sometimes prevents us from trusting this person who might come along Mm -hmm. and do things a little differently than we did because we believe the way we were doing it was right. So it takes, you know, bravery to, quote, reproduce yourself because you know you're not going to reproduce exactly yourself. Mm -hmm. And the event's going to look different. Exactly. Yes. And it's not, you know, that thought that our moms all told us or our dads, you know, it doesn't foster teamwork. And so Mm -hmm. when you work as a team, you're actually sharing your knowledge and sharing your knowledge is the best thing you can do for the upcoming generation of homeschool moms. Hmm. I'm writing that down. Share your knowledge. Mm-hmm. Of course, there's lots of different ways to do that. I mean, but in a co-op setting where you're actually meeting face-to-face a lot, it's, mm-hmm. it's a lot easier to share your knowledge. In my co-op, we had mm-hmm. a, a free time. Every mom had a free hour where she wasn't mm-hmm. obliged to help or teach a class or anything. And the, the point of that was to foster relationships and right. things like that. And that's how all that sharing took place. I mean, just sometimes sharing about homeschooling, but also like if two people were working on a, they'd sit there during our chew and chat, we called it, and say, mm-hmm. I think we should do this. Will you do it with me? Well, then they, you mm-hmm. know, they've, yeah, formed a, a a, a team to, to tackle something new, some new project or event yeah. or something like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Thank you for joining the Dollars and Cents Radio Show with Carol Top here at the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. For more helpful information, visit Carol at her website, homeschoolcpa.com.